Good day! My name is Sky, and thank you so much for spending a little bit of study time with me and Smart Poker Study. So I'm really excited about today's episode because while making money in poker, that is critical. Just uh, as in life, a penny saved is a penny earned, in poker, a big blind saved is a big blind earned. So I'm going to help you save money in this episode by giving you four skills to help you find the fold. So please go to the show notes page. It's going to help you take notes for this podcast episode, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod399. And you have to go there because after you listen to this episode, or even before you listen to it, you can go there right now, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod399. There is a quiz at the top of the page. This quiz is uh, Finding the Fold quiz number one from the course within the Poker Forge, but you could take it absolutely for free. I want to see if you can listen to what your opponents are telling you. So once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod399 for a transcript of this episode and that lovely little quiz. Okay, no more dilly-dally. Let's do this. Gambate. You will see everything. Are you ready, my son? Yes, I am. I think. Then we haven't a moment to lose. Alrighty, so earning value from your best hands and making players fold with big bluffs, those are super important aspects of making money in poker. But a penny saved is a penny earned isn't just applicable to life and business and stuff. Poker as well. You know, let me ask you a question. How long can your $2,000 bankroll survive if you win lots of $20 pots, but you lose lots of $40 pots? Yeah, not too long at all, right? Perennial losing players, they aren't able to find the fold when they know they are beat. This is a problem I suffered from for years. I know you have as well. It's, it's so painful when you realize, when you think in your head, dang it, I know I'm beat. But then your mouse and the cursor goes over to that call button. Your button clicks call. He turns over his hand. Obviously, he had trips the whole time beating your top pair hand. You knew it, but still, you called, right? You paid them off. And that just doesn't happen, or that doesn't always just happen with big bets. A lot of small little bets, too. Paying off your opponents. You just don't believe your top pair is beat, but he bets five big blinds on the river in a 20 big blind pot. Ah, well, maybe not that. <laughs> a five big blind bet into like a nine big blind pot or something. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to end up calling with your top pair, even though there's four to the straight on the board, right? But that's what losing players do. And I was one of those for a very long time, so I understand. Winning players, on the other hand, they read the situation and they take all the available information into account. When they realize that they are not likely to win this one through either bluffing or through just calling and seeing showdown, they can quickly make the necessary fold. This is a critical skill that separates winning players from losing players. For the best winning players, it doesn't matter on the strength of, uh, of their hand or, the, or how beautiful their whole cards are, right? Like, I'm looking at you pocket aces right now, so tough to fold them. Pre-flop, of course you're not going to fold, but post-flop? There are plenty of times when those pocket aces are so beautiful. It's the ace of spades and the ace of diamonds right next to each other. And you just have to fold them. So I'm going to help you start folding more and help you start to save money by avoiding handing your opponent's chips 
unnecessarily. So there's four skills. Skill number one is to develop hand reading skills. Now, hand reading is the most important skill in all of poker. We teach it within the Poker Forge. It's the second course that you go through. It's just simply called the hand reading course. It's what you need. Now, hand reading, that's the process of assigning your opponent of range of hands based on how they enter the pot. Then post-flop, you narrow that range through the streets based on their actions and the board cards. As you narrow a player's range, you get a sense of how strong or hopefully how weak they are, right? And you can make exploitative plays based on your read. Now, this skill of hand reading, it requires a ton of time off the felt to develop, but it is absolutely worth it. It is the number one skill that I've ever developed. All of my students love hand reading as well. Not only does it help you in-game, but it helps you study all of your hands as well. You learn more during study time when you're diving through your database, when you're in just a forum or a Discord server answering somebody's hand question. You use your hand reading skills all the time in study and play, and I guarantee the more you do it, and it is worth taking all the time to do it, it's going to improve your intuition for uh, making reads on your opponents, for understanding what they potentially hold at any given time. Now, when you improve your intuition for this, it's going to result in folding more often or I shouldn't say it's going to result in folding more often. It's going to result in better reads. So you're going to be making more informed calls, raises, bets, and folds. And all of that will have a direct and positive effect on your bottom line. And like I said, this skill takes a ton of ton of time off the felt to develop. And I did it through 66 days of hand reading videos, which you can find on YouTube. Just type in 66 days of hand reading or go to the show notes page and click on the button right there or uh, click on the embedded video right there. That's day one of my 66 days of hand reading video. So you can check out the whole hand reading process and watch as many days as you want. But here's what I recommend. This is a little action step for you right here. As you're watching the video, don't just sit there and watch and watch me do all the work in Flopzilla. Whip out Flopzilla for yourself. Follow along. You can assign the exact same range I do. Or imagine this is your own opponent in any given hand. Assign the range that you think he has. It doesn't have to fit mine exactly. All right. So skill number two to help you find the fold is to notice uncharacteristic aggression. So if your opponent has a tendency to check call or check behind with weak pairs and all of his draws, what does it mean when he comes out firing on a flop or he raises your continuation bet? Yeah, you guessed it. He normally uh, calls or checks, but he's firing. He loves his hand and he wants to get value out of you. He wants to earn your chips. If a different player only fires a double barrel when his draw completes, maybe he bluffs on the flop with two hearts. When the third heart hits, he double barrels, and then you see him get to showdown with that flush. Pay attention to those future turn cards. If the third spade hits, the fourth straight card hits on the turn, and he ends up betting out or maybe, uh, yeah, double barreling or maybe even raising you on that card, go ahead and believe his bet or his raise. Do not stick around hoping that this is the time he's making an uncharacteristic bluff against your one-pair hand. Alrighty, today's episode is brought to you by my Get More From Poker Tracker 4 course. 
This course is going to teach you how to go through your database and find all of those hands where you called a bet or called a raise on any street and you ended up losing the hand. It teaches you how to go through those hands and review them to find your mistakes. Now you're going to have tons of hands to study to help you find the fold with the Get More From Poker Tracker 4 course. And I have a few awesome poker peeps who bought it recently, and I want to thank them right now. Robert Pegg, George Skrypeck, Nat Wynn, Gianfranco Cutrazola, Craig Kelly, Loic Minaudier, George Sengas, Murray Alexander, George Best, Keith Brandt, Peter Morrison, Christopher Cameron, Werner Tashner, Gene Lee, Indriana Rostandi, Ian McDougall, Vincenzo Lapoli, and Jehoshaphat Jacinto. Thank you all so much for picking up that Get More from Poker Tracker 4 course. And speaking of Jehoshaphat, I'm currently reading um, Isaac Asimov's Robot series of books. And so for any of you who've read the series, a uh, classic series of books started in the 50s, completed them in the 80s or so. Uh, Isaac Asimov has a character named Plain Clothesman Elijah Bailey. And throughout the course of the books, Elijah Bailey is always exclaiming, Jehoshaphat, when something maybe confuses him or surprises him. So, uh, just, you know, his name, Jehoshaphat Jacinto, you reminded me of the current books I'm reading. But anyway, thank you all so much for getting the Get More from Poker Tracker 4 course. If you want this course for yourself, if you want to learn how to go through all your hands within Poker Tracker 4, use every aspect of this incredible program. Go to smartpokerstudy.com slash get more from PT4 course. All right, let's talk about skill number three to help you find the fold. And that is to remember how you got here. So have you ever hit top pair with ace jack on an ace nine deuce board? Maybe you called all three streets. Then you were surprised when your opponent turned over ace king on that final ace nine deuce three king board. You ask yourself, how did he have that the whole time? Then you replay the hand in your mind, or maybe you hit replayer in Poker Tracker 4, uh, the hand replayer. Then you remember that he three bet preflop and you called. Of course, Ace King is in his range. But you, because you hit that top pair, decent kicker with the jack on the flop, you didn't even consider it. All that was going through your head was, I have top pair, good kicker, I cannot fold. You didn't realize there are a very few three betting hands that are willing to bet three streets on an ace high board from your opponent. And guess what? Your ace jack is ahead of none of them. Remember that board was ace nine, deuce three, king. Maybe if he three bet preflop is a bluff with ace deuce or ace three seated, uh, th- ace three suited, those are totally worthy of triple barreling you. Ace king, of course. Three bet preflop, hit the uh, uh, top pair, top kicker, rivered the two pair. Of course he's going to triple barrel you. All of the hands that are triple barreling you, assuming he's not just straight up bluffing, they all beat your ace jack. So if you had remembered on the turn, or maybe on the river, how the preflop action went down, if you remembered that he was the preflop three better, that might clue a little something in your brain, trigger a little something in your brain. Oh, he was a three better. He could have ace deuce, ace three. Ace-Queen, Ace-King, dang it, all those hands beat me. I should be folding. And of course, you would have saved yourself a lot of money had you done so. All right, skill number four is to utilize bet sizing tells. Now, many players, they're not great at hiding the strength of their hand. When they hit their set, they bet full pot because, hey, they want your chips, right? When they whiff, 
but they want you to fold still, they don't go for that same full pot-sized bet. They size their bets down to one or two big blinds, one-third, one-quarter, one-half pot maybe, right? They do that. They size their bets down in an effort to save chips just in case their bluff doesn't work, or maybe they're just scared of betting bigger. You have to pay attention to the size of the pot and calculate the size of your opponent's bet in relation to it. Generally speaking, bigger bets equal strength, smaller bets equal weakness. We all know that, right? Half pot, it's a super common bluffing uh, amount nowadays, and it's been for a long time. But just in general, as bet sizes get larger, from two-thirds to three-quarter pot and beyond, it's a bit more likely they hold a strong hand. So make sure, even if you're not involved in a hand, make sure you're paying attention to showdowns, especially if you notice some big bets going in on flops, turns, and rivers, right? Don't divert your attention to another hand, even if you're not in it. Watch the hand, see what your opponent has at showdown, and gauge whether or not um, uh, they have those bigger bet sizing or smaller bet sizing tells. This is going to help you exploit them in the future and help you find the fold when they make those uncharacteristic bets that signify strength. Great. I think I got it. But just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. Challenge. Here's my challenge to you for this episode. I said that developing hand reading skills is the number one thing you can do to help you find the fold. So I want you to do just that. Check out my 66 days of hand reading videos on YouTube. Watch video number one, but like I said earlier, follow along as you watch it. Learn that hand reading process for yourself. Once you learn the hand reading process after watching a few of those videos, go ahead and start going through your own database and review hands where you could not find the fold. Oh, and of course, go to the show notes page once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod399 to take that five-question quiz. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning isn't complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod399. Got the quiz for you right there. Got the video for this, the first video in the 66 days of hand reading. Plus, I got the link for you to get the Get More From Poker Tracker 4 course. This is the course that you need. All of you online players listening, you need this course to get more out of your study time and also out of your in-game time with your HUD using Poker Tracker 4. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.